Hello, listeners. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from the Keys, obviously. How are you today? It is my Monday. I like to call it my Sunday. Because Sunday's my Saturday and Saturday's my Friday. You know the lingo if you work odd shifts, if you don't have a regular Monday through Friday job. I... I had a tendency of getting kind of depressed when I on a Friday night when I knew I'd be working through to Monday. I started on Thursday, and people go, "Happy Friday!" Imagine having hating your job so much that you're just counting down the days. I know a lot of you might be doing that. I I don't necessarily feel that way about my job. I hope not. I don't want it to feel that way. I don't want it to be like a, a prison sentence that you're just serving time going into work and then having to run into the rest of the prison in, inmates, right? Your coworkers. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I think you can feel a vibe like that when you come into it. But luckily... We have time off and we have things. I think, you know, moderate displeasure at work adds for a moderate increase in pleasure in your time off. Because if you enjoyed working as much as you enjoyed your time off, why would you even take any time off, right? There's very few people that do enjoy their jobs like that. Say, I really don't, you know, you ever run into someone they don't want to take time off? Because they have such a good time, they don't want to leave work. Or it could be that the rest of their life is so displeasurable that work is a happy distraction. You figure it out on your own there. But yesterday, with the day off, the wife and I decided to go to Marathon, to Sombrero Beach. We have a visitor in the house. It's a six-pound dog named Henry, who's uh, about a year and a half old, Maltese. He's owned by, I hate to say pets, pets own you. You don't own pets, but his owners are, I'll just use it for the sake of description, are regulars, and they went on a cruise. And... They started talking to me about eight months ago about keeping an eye on this dog. And they were concerned about it. And he's a sweet dog, Henry. So we took him with us to the beach. And uh, we, if you're you're an avid follower of the show, you know back in November we lost our dog, uh, Roxy. She was a little dog. We had to put her to sleep when she was going through seizures and things like that. So we, we have, we're kind of an empty nest when it comes to a dog. It's nice having Henry. It's only the second day. And uh, we had a great time taking him to the beach. If you ever get a chance to come to the Florida Keys, Sombrero Beach is a nice attraction. It's one of the nicer beaches. In, well, there's not that many beaches in the Keys. The nicest beach, I'd have to say, would be Bahia Honda, Bahia Honda State Park. 
a little little further south, about about six miles further south from uh, Sombrero Beach Marathon. So we've had uh, a kind of love-hate relationship with people from the mainland that want to come down here for day trip day trippers. And we had in about south of where I am, about mile marker, I'm going to have to say 78, 77. Everything's mile marker here, starting up at the top. When you leave Florida proper, the mainland, it's about mile marker 126. It goes all the way down to zero. So in the mid-70s, the upper 70s, uh, mile marker, there is a place called Indian Key, Phil. And it's uh, just a small, you know, small split of land with uh, Route 1 going over it. And it was a popular destination for people from the mainland. Maybe, uh, and these people would show up and they'd have, uh, they'd bring their barbecues and they kind of would trash the place. They would, they would trash the place. So the local residents of uh, Murata banded together with the county and they just restricted people from parking. They would set up along these, uh, you know, bring their cars and set up these tents and barbecues. And then they'd, you know, just leave a horrible mess down there. And I guess... That just pissed people off enough that they started blocking. The residents started blocking parking. And finally, the the county got involved, the county and the state, to uh, restrict people from using that area, the Indian Key Phil area. And so now a lot of those people, I hate to use the term those people, are finding other places to go. It's not like they're going to stop going to the beach or going to a beach. It's they they will find another, and and a lot of them are coming down to Sombrero Beach, and that's in Marathon. It was never there. we we've been there on holidays. On we've been there on Christmas Day, New Year's Eve Day. Uh, it's not that crowded. It's always beautiful, and. Now, in this summer, there seems to be a lot of people, and it seems to be a Miami crowd or South of Miami crowd. And I do not begrudge people the use of a public beach. I just have a problem when they use that um, privilege. Okay? I'm, you know, we've had discussions before about rights and privilege, and a privilege you have to really kind of maintain how you know you have to have you you have certain responsibilities you have to keep the area clean you know you got to keep your clothes on maybe you keep don't bring all three you know all four of your dogs now we brought a dog we brought a dog to the beach but uh we we've seen people down there, and they bring kind of aggressive dogs. They bring them to the beach, and they see another dog, and they just start freaking out. Well, maybe you know, after a while, if you got to hold on to your dog, and your dog's in danger of running off and stuff like that, you got to reconsider 
the appropriateness of bringing your dog to a crowded place. But that's not the thing. The thing is, in the middle of the uh, what I want to talk about, it was a beautiful day, we're there, and some guy rolls up with a large Bluetooth speaker, you know, over 24 inches high, 18 inches wide, something like that. Uh, Bluetooth speaker, and you just connect it to your phone, and it just blasts music out of it. It's kind of like the Nest generation of the big boom boxes of the 80s. And if you grow up in the 80s, you know, somebody had a boom box and they come and walk around and they'd just be blasting. You're holding it next to their ear. We well, had big ass speakers and you have to, you, you had to put in like eight D cells. So you had to get a, like a, a loan to buy eight D cells and put like $14 worth of batteries in your in your radio. Well, this one, you know, these Bluetooth speakers, they just charge now. So they're good for like three, four hours. So this guy set it up, and you know exactly when you see someone bring a speaker like that. And this beach is full of a hundred people, all different walks of life. And he starts playing music that wasn't necessarily to the liking of everyone. You could tell how everyone's uncomfortable. They're looking around and stuff like that. The, the guy's wife or girlfriend, whoever set it up, the guy's girlfriend came over and said to him about turning it down. He put it, he put it facing the water, but it was Sombrero Beach, so it was the peak of the hat, and so he's he's facing it um, towards the beach, but along the lengthwise of the beach. So it was just booming. So for, you know, 100 feet, 200 feet away, you're hearing this music blasting away. And I'm thinking, wow, how long is this going to go on for? This isn't like the guy has a party. There's maybe a total of five, six people in his group, and he's just blasting music. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm, I'm ready to get up and walk over to it. And I'm standing there. I said, ah, oh, do I want to do this on my day off and get into a conversation with someone and get in an argument about turning off, turning, turning it down? And I know most of the people there were uncomfortable with it. So uh, evidenced by a moment, about five minutes after he ended up turning it off, I'm walking the dog, and I see him coming by with his dog's and the people in his party, and they're pulling the speaker down to another part of the beach. As I told when I come back, is that the police came by. Someone had called the police. And he said he, this, there was a gentleman or someone in violation of the noise ordinance. And the guy says, just blasting. I guess he's just blasting music. And I, it wasn't me. But... Uh, I did agree with the sentiment. But it made me think about those things, about how, you know, did I, if it was music I liked, would have not said anything? If it was something I wanted to listen to? But then I'd have to think about all the people that aren't appreciative of that music or not, they didn't come to the beach to hear that. They wanted to hear some, you know, maybe some kids screaming, some dogs barking, the waves crashing, but they didn't want to hear whatever music was playing.
So it doesn't really matter if I liked it or not. It was just the point of being rude. And we just think, well, you know, this stuff is going out the window. Why do these people do that? What do they think? Well, a lot of it is a presumption. is almost like that um, autism that like... It's not. It's not a chronic. It's not chronic. It's not a serious autism. It's the um, not Munchausen. That's Munchausen by proxies. When you get your kids sick or something like that, or someone you love, you get sick. But the um, Asperger's, and you think, well, I'm going to play this music, and I'm a great DJ, and here I got this mix, and everyone's going to like this. So the guy's maybe 29, 30 years old. And he thinks, well, I'm, you know what, I'm going to rock this beach and everyone's going to appreciate it. Nope. That's not the case. And then you can also think, wait, it was just someone looking to, um, this is what young people do. They try to own a space and they do it with noise. And they get loud. That's and I think grown ups do that too. They own a space by being loud and they just kind of like it's it's their marking a territory. It's like peeing on a on a tree for a dog. When someone's talking, they're super loud and they say they're holding the floor. Uh while we were at uh Key West last week, the wife, daughter and I were having lunch someplace and a table of 10 comes walking in now the dynamics of a table of 10 when you go out if everyone wants to talk then you got person one person at the end of the table is broadcasting to the people at the other end of the table and they're all you know talking back and forth so it's going to get loud the bigger the table generally the louder is not like a dinner party you know, in fancy dinner, dinner parties, people they put people next to them to have conversations next to them, each other, and they, and obviously at a dinner party you have it's mainly the one group of people. So when the host is talking, everyone's listening, and then when everyone's having side conversations, everyone's having side conversations. But. Um, there's also the possibility in with the uh, music is challenging, is you're just outright challenging someone, to, uh, challenging for a response, for people to come up and say something. Say, I dare you say something to me about it. What are you going to do about it? And we sit and we think about these things, and we think we take it personally. Someone's blasting a, a boom a boom box or a Bluetooth speaker on a beach, or someone is is blocking an aisle at the supermarket with their cart, just in their own thing. And people say, "Well, they're just uh, rude people, obnoxious." They're not. They're just careless, and it's not one of the things they go into. They don't consider it. And when I say they're inconsiderate, I don't mean inconsiderate necessarily rude. They're inconsiderate. They don't consider other people. They're wrapped up 
down here when we go to the supermarket and people walk in with about six six people in the supermarket and they just stand in the aisle just oblivious to that other people are in their shopping for their families and they don't have time to wait for them to just uh, six people look at the flavor of Pop-Tart they want. But, you know, the people that are looking at the flavor, part, uh, flavor of the Pop-Tart they want, they're not thinking that they're holding people up either. They're excited to be on vacation and get their stuff. Or waiting, you know, waiting to say, well, we're going to stop by and get our booze and our liquor. We're getting our food. We're, you know, we're going to go fishing. They're not, they're not inconsiderate. They're just distracted. A lot of them are distracted. And we, we take it personally. We take it, I take it personally when someone the other day, when they made a left turn in front of me from the right lane, and I was traveling in um, the left lane, and he drove. Uh, if I hadn't slowed down, I would have hit him square in the driver's side door. And I was ready to follow this person in and give him a piece of my mind. I just realized I hit the horn. That person may have realized it, and they may have learned their lesson. Or may or may not. But I hardly think that when someone makes a miss move or blocking move or something like that, whether it be in a car or in a supermarket or listening to music that loud, that they're really considering all the implications of the things they do. It's just the way we feel things. When you're in it and when you're traveling by um, going to the airport and let's say you have a big international travel thing set up you're coming back from Europe you're in Sweden and you're going to get a flight from Heathrow to Chicago right you get to Heathrow and your flight to uh, Chicago cancelled you know what your primary goal then if you need to be home people are expecting you to be home you start getting antsy, and then you, you all your focus goes to, I gotta, re, I gotta rebook that ticket. I got, you know, if I don't get that ticket, if I don't get on my ass, then all the flights are gonna be full. All the people that canceled that, all that fight are gonna fill up the other flights, and I'm not gonna get home. So people are running around, and they're not, they're not considering what they're doing with other people. They just ignore when you're desperate to find a solution or. You're wrapped up in your own concerns. It's really easy to ignore that other people have lives too and they have things to do. And I myself, I realize that when I'm doing the show here, I just talk about my things and sometimes I'm bitching. It's kind of like a bitch session. And I try not to I try not to make it that way. I try to make it something like saying, well, I'm, I'm going to reconsider the things I say just turned off my computer. I just couldn't figure out why I couldn't boot my computer. I took that personally too. I couldn't boot my computer that I use for uh, podcasting. Oh, well, how are you podcasting now, Jim? Well, I'm using a Chromebook. It's not all... Yeah, this sucker, I think this sucker seems better some of his last days. I'm just waiting to see when... Oh, it's back up. Who would have thunk? But you know what? I get really wrapped up in myself 
lots of times. And I don't get, there's never a time that I get more wrapped up than when I'm working with technology and it's not working correctly. I take it personally. I get anxious. I get negative. I'm hard to be around with that stuff. And it's easy to blame other people. And especially when you have, oh, there's there's a dog here, Henry, coming over. But it's easy to forget other people when you're wrapped up in your own, own little world and your own little concerns and things like that. But it doesn't make you a selfish person. It's just one of those things that highlight your needs at that moment. Boy, the computer shut off again. I am facing some trepidation with that. I'm, while I'm doing the podcast, I'm trying, okay, let's see. Let's see if we can get this sucker going. So whenever I get wrapped up, when I have last year, or was it two years? It's going to be two years. This January won't be two years. Yes, that I had my operation. When you're going through something personal like that, it's really hard to be magnanimous and giving and things. I mean, there's I guess there's saints among us that can just ignore their needs and take care of other people's needs because you have your circle of concern, right? You start, uh, sadly to say, uh, for most people, it starts at themselves and then expands after that. Hopefully it expands after that. Some people, obviously, it's always on them and there's everyone else is playing a supporting role in that. In, in uh, probably the a majority of people, I, they share that central concern with other people, their immediate family. They want to know uh, they they have needs and you have to meet them. You have children, you got to feed your children, make sure that they're safe, they have a house, uh, clothes, and all those things. Same thing with your spouse or significant other. You're concerned about their health, their nutrition, their housing and the well-being you know physical and mental but you know once you start going outside that when you have a family you got to really it drops dramatically you can pay lip service to other people's needs in some cases demands but it's not always the case that you're going to be able to meet someone's demand or, or, or need with the required amount of effort or um, concern. You know, your, your, the amount of concern that you put into other people's needs is directly proportional to how close they, you are to that person and how much you care about that person. And... You can't just invest. It's like money, emotions and efforts and work and concern, thoughts, even even prayers. There's a limited amount of attention people can give to other people. And at times when they're going through the worst times of their lives, the worst times in our lives. 
if you don't have the resources to really access resources in time, money, um, time and money, I guess that's it, and energy, then a lot of times you could be shut off from a person in need because their needs are going to supersede the relationship you have with them. And if you can't help them, then, you know, that's it. And that's a shame. Because just like the guy at the beach, he may not have been trying to uh, prompt a response or challenge. He may have just said, well, I think these people are going to really enjoy this music. It's going to make their day. You know, and then all of a sudden the police come, and he's and he's leaving with his uh, um, family to move down the the beach. He had to go actually off the beach and down a little further. I don't think it was on purpose. It's not hardly ever on purpose. And sometimes when people can't pay attention to you and they can't, they don't show enough concern for your uh, needs and desires and requirements it has nothing to do with them caring about you or doing things uh, that is that, that they're selfish is that they have a different level of requirements for things going around them just and it, there are people the, the more you stand out the more people reach out for you uh, I'm fortunate I'm not that I'm Fortunate that the podcast didn't get that much of, of, of uh, a listenership during COVID because I probably would have had a ton of people reaching out to me. I had some. I had some people reaching out to me. I got some emails and things like that. But I had. Uh, I can't, can't imagine how some of these uh, other people with more a lot more followers end up trying to meet those or what do they do? Do they respond to every request? Does when someone, if, if someone wins a lottery and your family finds out, how are they treated? You know, you may have ignored that relative in your family who, uh, who all of a sudden wins $10 million. Then all of a sudden, everyone wants to talk to them and they, they want to reminisce of how important they are in their lives. And that, you know what? Since they came into fortune, they could spread it to you. Well, that's not always the case. And you know what? It doesn't, just because someone comes into good fortune or is doing well, doesn't mean that they have to help you. I know, it's horrible. You think everyone should help everyone out. No, it doesn't. They have other concerns. They have other concerns. So, instead of just getting wrapped up in our own thing, you got to think about being a little empathetic to other people's requirements. And, you know, sometimes people can't be all things to all people. And that's what I'm going to leave with today. Thank you very much. Have a great day.